Welcome to Excavations. My name is Connie Chen, and I'm here to center marginalized bodies and voices and excavate what I love. In today's episode, I explore the Instagram blackout from my perspective as an Asian American artist. If you are not on Instagram, on Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020, Instagram went dark. My feed was taken over by black boxes, an effort designed to prompt reflection and amplify black voices after the death of George Floyd. It was somewhat like a game of telephone in the morning. People who wanted to show solidarity using the Black Lives Matter hashtag clogged the hashtag feed, muting voices on the ground using the hashtag to mobilize. By the end of the day, many changed their hashtags to Blackout Tuesday, and some deleted their posts when they realized that more silence may not be the answer. What I experienced as an artist was a collaborative collage memorial that repeated the silencing of George Floyd and the countless Black men who died because of the color of their skin. When a Black man dies under the knee of a white man, a full, living, breathing human becomes a hashtag. As I scrolled through the Black boxes, most with only a hashtag in the caption saying Black Lives Matter, it was as though the movement of racial justice has died under the thumbs of non-Black people like me, who, newly awakened to the systemic injustice oppressing their Black siblings, found a window of a Black void to empty out our guilt and contain Floyd's absence. The violence lies in the creation of the Black Square. How did you post yours? Did you Google a Black image to upload to your feed? Benefiting off of another man's labor for free replicates the violence against Black people. Did you cover your palms over your camera to create your Black box? It was the eye of the camera that allowed this world to bear witness to the horrific killing of George Floyd. It is the eye of the camera that allows us to watch the police drive at the protesters and continue the conversation of police violence. It is the eye of the camera that amplified the demand for justice and led to the charges of all four former police officers involved. But it is easier, isn't it, to cover the eye, to turn away from the genocide of black people. For hundreds of years, we could not bear to look closely at the lives black people live in this country. It has been a week and we already need a break from merely watching their lives and imagining the dawn of their liberation. I can't breathe, George Floyd says. Here is my black square, hashtag Black Lives Matter. I can't breathe, George Floyd says. Here is another more woke black square, hashtag Blackout Tuesday. I can't breathe, George Floyd says. Here are 20 million black squares, we said. I don't doubt that some people are sincere. I don't doubt that some people are not just performative allies. I don't doubt that the black boxes did offer some solidarity. I don't doubt that some black boxes were backed up with action. The black squares are at once solemn and imposing, preserving and honoring this unbroken color. 
and yet they also violently enslave justice with a perpetual silence. The white knee on Floyd's neck killed him in the silence of the other officers who restrained and watched. George Floyd does not need more of our silence. Black people do not need more of our silence. When every one of us with a camera in our pocket has the decision of an artist to capture light and shadow and share it with the world, when many of us are known for thoughtful posts, eloquent captions, and quotes, when many of us are calligraphers who do nothing but write words, we chose to annihilate color and light. We chose to only regurgitate the words of a hashtag when we watched our brother murdered on camera. The most meaningful image we seem to have the ability to conjure up is one that permits us to temporarily look away from racism under the guise of solidarity. The distance between our palms and our camera was the distance many of us were only willing to go for the justice of our dead brother. At the same time, of course there is value in stillness. Scrolling through the black feed, I am reminded of what Mark Rothko told the art critic, David Sylvester. Quote, Often towards nightfall, there is a feeling in the air of mystery, threat, frustration, all of these at once. I would like my painting to have the quality of such movements. Unquote. Saturated with black, the first Rothko I experienced enveloped me dripping with a stillness that invited me to confront the movement on the canvas and within myself. Rothko said, quote, The people who weep before my pictures are having the same religious experience I had when I painted them. Unquote. Perhaps the intention behind the black boxes was to create the similar religious experience where we can share a black box with acute awareness of what it means to be black in America. I'm sure some did, but we can no longer distinguish one from the other in this mass reproduction. Among us are those who weep for the black squares, those who post a black square believing they have painted a Rothko and seeking the acknowledgement worthy of a Rothko. Those who posted a black square hoping it would save them from searching and finding words of their own. These are the movements of black on this virtual canvas. Like a Rothko, there is mystery, threat, and frustration all at once. Like the earth at the beginning of Genesis, it is, quote, without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, unquote. But for the sake of creation... For the sake of liberation from the darkness, the silence of our black boxes must be broken. Like the first words of scripture, it is up to us now to utter, let there be light, and demand light in this abyss of injustice and anti-blackness systemically ingrained in our upbringing. It is up to us now to say, I am racist, that the impact of systemic racism is too deep for us to not be anti-black. That if we aren't actively anti-racist, we are choosing compliance. It is up to us, my Asian Americans, to reflect on what we have internalized. Adults calling black people hegwe, meaning black ghosts, monsters, 
telling us how wonderful it would be to have a mixed child with a white man and avoid black men at all costs, and the pretense of being a model minority that allowed us to feel like good humans hiding behind the POC umbrella. It is up to us to recognize that black people have been dying beside us and we obliviously carried on with our lives. It is up to us to be alarmed by the extent of our privilege to only wake up to it now because of George Floyd. Sorry doesn't cut it for me. A black box doesn't cut it for me. It is up to us to donate, research, and learn in the midst of our guilt, which is nothing in the face of the violence that would, could, and will happen to black and brown bodies. It is up to us to be the light and use our voices bodies, and actions to shield our black siblings. My new rule is this. We have no excuses if there's no knee on our necks. Remember, as you stay silent, that George Floyd had no privilege to ruminate. George Floyd could not wait. George Floyd had eight minutes and 46 seconds. All he could say is, I can't breathe. Your excuses to wait, your sudden loss of eloquence, is rooted in privilege and racism. It is time to wake up. Someone killed your brother. Speak up. Speak up so a white man will never have to be the reason for the black man to say, I can't breathe. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe and consider leaving a review and supporting me on patreon.com slash Connie Chen. If you would like to suggest topics for future episodes or send in comments, please email excavationspodcast at gmail.com. Keep caring, keep loving. Until next time.